0: Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast Season 4 with your host Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being in a Efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect her children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family, I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is is a lifestyle and those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time you already know what i'm saying is true so if that sounds interesting to you enjoy the show out welcome everybody come on in come on into the classroom so we are live on like seven different platforms right now this is going to be an awesome episode you know um personally I've, I've looked up to this man for a long time as I've grown up in the industry, you know. Um, Instructor Zero has been doing this stuff since, I mean, I was a little, since <laughs> I was getting out of the Marine Corps I finally saw this guy and I was like, oh my goodness, like how can, could... I was like, oh my gosh, like someone can shoot that fast. And of course, you know, that's what draws us in. You know, we're like, wow. But then as I've watched and studied him a little bit more, and, you know, we've gotten to hang out at some of the SHOT Shows. Um, I start, you know, it's it's actually very refreshing to see that this man is the real deal. It is the real deal. Um, and so it's an honor. Uh,
1: it's, uh, I want to greet everybody. Uh, so, hi. Uh, and for me, it's a big pleasure and, uh, and an honor to be here with you. Uh, you're an awesome person. After I'm going to talk a little bit about you which was my impression that's very important you know is uh you know it's uh, behind the job behind the profession behind what we do remember the most important value is the man is the human capital that is behind everything i don't care uh normally uh, you know the job rank uh, the subject position Uh, I don't care if uh, it's a rich, poor, uh, the color, the religion, uh, the qualification, if it's a a special force or law enforcement or a simple guy. What makes the difference is the man, is the person, is the human being is behind everything. That is the most important thing. That is priceless. Understand? So that's and you are a great man. I can tell you, since the first time I met you, that's not I say this because we are here. And when we start to meet each other better, you can understand that I'm not the kind of person that I can uh, give you a junior in, in your shoulder and slap your shoulder to say, nothing good if I don't think for real that it's, uh, that is' it's good. The same process with my students. So for me, it's a big pleasure to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm not sure if I'm a big deal, the real deal. Basically, I'm a professional student here, but we can see what we figure out in the next hour. Then, Yeah, <laughs> man.
0: well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And that's spoken like like a real true warrior, man, because it's, I've you know, the guys that are humble, that are, that are really and a lot of guys talk about being an eternal student but the guys that really are those are the good guys man and i i, I second what you said man i i now fortunately been able to meet a lot of guys man and so it's an honor when i see someone who's got that humility and you know all that stuff so it's an honor brother we are about to go into the protectors uh the protector symposium 5.0 we've got an amazing lineup We're gonna get into Instructor Zero's background a little bit, we're gonna do some tactical reviews and look at some real world um, action and kind of see what his take is on it and kind of chop those things up. But first you guys, I want to uh, play the video we have for this upcoming Protector Symposium. Check it out. We got an exotic treat for you guys from overseas. I'm really excited about this one, none other than Instructor Zero from Over the Pond. He's coming out here with us (laughs) us in the United States. And he's going to be running a course on fighting around vehicles, in and around vehicles. And this is not just any course on fighting in and around vehicles, besides the fact that it's gonna be taught to you by the Instructor Zero, uh, is the reality that he has given this course to some of the world's most elite fighting forces. This is a course that uh don't know if you're going to be able to get anywhere else for a very long time or really ever if he's doing something special for us where do 80 percent force encounters happen where do these emergencies happen where do, where are people generally attacked they're generally attacked in transitional spaces if you guys watch my protector uh my tactical protection review you guys already know this and so you've got to learn how to fight in and around vehicles and who better to teach you than the infamous instructor zero he's been in this game he's a legend in this game and it'll be an honor to have him over here in the u.s Boom.
1: Boom. You, know. <laughs> you make it cooler than what i am
0: <laughs> i do my best you know honestly man i love celebrating you guys man like I'm an eternal student as well and so you know when I when I when you guys say hey I will work with you and my brand and your brand can run together for an operation it means a whole lot and then I can bring you know crystallize and bring some of what you guys have to the tribe I'm stoked you know and secretly I just want to train with you guys
1: <laughs> so I create all
0: this just to do it
1: Yeah, but I think it's the same for even for us. I mean, Mm. as always, you know, when you work, knowledge is something that never goes in one way. You always learn something. You always learn from the students. You always learn from the environment, from other instructors, from your colleagues. You can, there is always a huge space uh, to learn something new. And when you... The problem is that, you know, many of our colleagues, they think that they don't need this anymore, that they are right. That I, think, I hope I, I, I will never arrive at that point. The day that I stop to be a student should be the day that I need to stop to be a trainer. Because, you know, again, it doesn't matter what I've done uh, in my past. Uh, i have anyway i need to refresh my knowledge i need to adapt my knowledge in the nowadays days because the world is changed and changed very fast it's always you know and this is uh, on the technical side it's something that we we can cover later during this live regarding for example the police academy law enforcement academy schools in the in different countries i have the problem we can find in the- so whatever you did uh, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, now it's time to refresh because the world is not anymore like 15 years ago. You have new needs, you have new problems, you need to face new critical, uh, critical aspects that's before uh, you probably be there the, 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 you didn't because different kind of conditions, right? And this is something that you can feel every day, just watching a TV show or uh, the news on the on the channel. It's uh, it's every day you can see uh, facts that happen around the world that say, "Oh, wow!" And there is where we need to work, right? We need to adapt. We need to refresh, update our knowledge every day. Yeah, it's, the system of learning never stops.
0: 100%. No, this is this is wisdom y'all. I hope I hope you guys are listening. I'm taking notes. Um information knowledge always goes two ways. Like yeah. write that down, you know, and always be looking for it. That's that's wisdom. That is awesome. Um so uh at this upcoming in um protector symposium, we're going to talk about fighting around vehicles. But before we get into all that stuff, um I always like to ask my opening question. Who are you at your core? Like, who's the man behind the work, you know?
1: <laughs> I don't have a really interesting story, like, you know, that uh, some other big names. I mean, and first of all, I have a name as your name, like everybody. My name is Jacob Bichelli. My name is your name. So I have a name as your name, like everybody else. But because many years ago, when we started social media, uh, I did... I did nothing. I didn't know nothing about the Internet and social media. My job was so far from social media. So and when I started and I'm very happy that at the, at the conference will be Paolo, uh, Gian from Funker because everything started in terms of social media. Everything started with him uh, more than 10 years ago uh, in terms of social media. And at that time, because I didn't know nothing about social media, I said, I don't. I'm not sure to exhibit my real name, my surname, for the kind of job we I was doing and I continue to do. And I said, but I don't want to lose the chance to uh, the idea, the original project about the social media stuff was to to point the light to people uh, that. Uh, they normally do their job with huge sacrifice in the shade, like a special forces, special units all around the world, not only in the Western world that, you know, the, the coolest guy from the special force that everybody knows, uh, the most common names of special forces. There are tons and tons of small units, special units from law enforcement, from military, all around the world that they fight every day like hell. And they do it with no gear. Uh, with no equipment, with few money, few bucks for months and they do like lions. And for this kind of uh, men and women uh, that fight every day, that was my, uh, my goal, to show that there is another another part of the job that you know probably no one of them uh, have the chance to go on social media or uh, get the visibility or the credits that, not because they need to have, but because why, if we can, to provide showing and explaining a little bit what we can uh, in the base of, uh, you know, the, the clearance and all the whole stuff. And this was the original plan. Plus, another thing that was part of the, the, the starting project was to show people to spread a kind of message in terms of a technical message, in terms of mindsets, in terms of to show my way to do things. Maybe are the wrong, correct. I don't know I mean I know but it's not something that uh, you need to everyone has to filter information uh, by his experience by his needs right so what can work for someone maybe uh, doesn't work for uh, someone else it's depend about always about who you are where you are what you have to do so uh, who is distracted zero, Structured zero. <laughs> This name make me laugh, you know, because he's structure zero. I work with my business card <laughs> It's a, I'm victim of this, the same name, but I can tell you that after years and, uh, after I saw all the problem we got, even working with a, like a nickname on social media, we had a lot of tries and the frauds. They cloned my profile, my real name, my surname. We had courts. We we had tons of problems regarding the because the exposure we had in these years. So at the end of the game, I can tell you that we did the proper thing uh, using a stupid name like Instructor Zero. That's uh, <laughs> It's hilarious okay it's not at least <laughs> it touched me but you know you don't need to, you don't have to judge uh, a book by the cover so if you stop just on the name uh, it's good for for me it's good i mean it's it's, it's your fault not mine <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway i have a name it's a name like everybody but wow. uh, so my story is a very simple story i was born in italy but I just born in Italy then I uh, because my mother came in Italy just for the born and then she went back to Africa because my family was in Africa at that time and we are talking about the end of the, the 70s so uh, when Africa was quite hot and uh, I can I can tell you that was quite odd because uh, we were in Rhodesia at that time and we, we were there in 78, 79 when uh, all the trouble started, and the revolution there, and then uh, we we moved for for Ghana. <laughs> Probably, my father was not uh, really a black belt in uh, geopolitics <laughs> because we moved it for Ghana. In the same years uh, we had the first coup from Rawlings that was uh, uh, in 1979. The second coup wow. in 81. So it was a uh, quite hot. So I spent... chaos. Months. Yeah. The first thing about that, uh, I remember I was like uh, five years old, more or less, five, six years old. I remember one, one night my father uh, breaking my room, uh, took me from the bed, pushed me under the bed. And a few seconds later, I remember a big uh, noise, like a big, big explosion. And all the glasses of the windows, it crashes. That was the first time I started to deal with something like that. And then in, uh, I remember, for example, another thing that uh, I was, again, a kid, and I was uh, in, uh, in Ghana, and uh, I saw my the first time I was for uh, was involuntary because at that time uh, there was the, the highway between Accra to Tema they, they used to, there was a camp where they did execution there. Uh, yeah, it's was uh, like that uh, 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 that penalty. So it uh, was the first time that I saw something like that. And they, again, during the second coup, uh, they shot the car uh, for mistake by a police officer there. Uh, we received two rounds on the car, but nothing happened for luck. Uh, no one was injured. It was a simple mistake. They didn't want to do it. But this is uh, how I grew, it up. I grew up. So the first that the first third of my life I spent in Africa growing up without television. I mean uh, we didn't have a lot of television. I used to play outside. Uh, I used to you know the, uh, the the country is the land is amazing.
0: Yeah,
1: the, We live in, in many countries uh, from the south to the to the guinea gulf so i, I traveled a lot in that, in that part then i came back in italy to complete my study and i joined my military service I served my country in an airborne brigade that was my dream and uh, so i started to uh, to work and to follow my dream and exactly when i was uh, living my dream uh, at the top because I was ready. My idea was to make a career I'm not the career inside uh, the Airborne was the brigade that was for me, you know, that's uh, the, the, yeah. And top, top, yeah. Uh, I was ready to complete the selection for a forces and all the stuff. And one day, uh, you know, sometimes uh, Destiny uh, has uh, another plan for us. And for me, it had yeah. another plan. In a patrol uh, with my platoon and my, leg, we did a lot of, uh, with a lot, you know what I, what I'm talking about, a lot of weight in the back, uh, a lot of kilometers, uh, and my legs were a little bit tired, and uh, I had, um, I took a radix of a tree, so nothing, uh, nothing, uh, so cool, <laughs> I didn't break, I didn't have an injury, you know. You weren't in a gunfight. You didn't. You weren't in a gunfight. And my foot, and I break my knee, and uh, my knee went. I had a very bad injury, and wow. at that point, at that time, the surgery for that kind of injury was quite heavy, and uh, provides you some points, invalidation points. So this means that not more active service in this way at that. Time. So the, the best case scenario was office or in general, like a logistic task or something. And no, no way I'm going to pass the next 40 years inside a room in front of a laptop. I shoot my balls if I need to do something like that. So. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. I'm the same kind of man. So I said if, if this is what Destiny had, me, uh, had for me in this, for my dream. Okay, this is plane, it's, plane is done, it's finished. So I needed to go for playing B and I said, this is what I want to do in my life. And so if it's not enough playing B, I'm going from play C or D, whatever, but this is what I'm going to do in my life because this is what I love and nobody can stop me in this. And this is what I did. So the first thing I, I did, basically, I, I tried to enter in the private security and I started to do some bullshit around the work, courses, little job, uh, but I realized immediately that I was doing the wrong thing because I was entering in the industry from the wrong door, from uh, not even the service door, not the main for sure, but not even the service door. And if uh, I understood at that time that uh, I wasn't uh, I wasn't in the right path. and so I said, no way that I go forward that uh, this is not I can't arrive anywhere. From this point, because I have no knowledge, I am I no meat, I am no meat and no fish. I'm like a mixed salad, and you know, no specialization, no qualification, except that the one I took in the military. But the experience was too short to have that kind of value. So I said, I need knowledge, but who is going to provide me knowledge? Because the government side is done. So how I can do it? And the answer was quite easy: buy books, buy studies so i started study and got my first degree in the science of investigation and security and then i'm going for science of formation and i start uh to work in a private uh sector but in a different way i started i did a lot of uh courses of specialization around the world from different kind of topic from risk assessments uh, I work with uh, uh, in a close protection courses I, I work in, with different kind of companies and then I start to teach inside the university as well I, I, I taught for more than 10 years inside the university and at the same time I work for I start to work for uh, like that's a little bit more delicate let's say a group uh, a financial group, we provide them by different companies as uh, ex- external assets uh, for different kind of services. They they have their security uh, service, their security compartment, but for specific services, especially in some areas in some countries, Irish countries, uh, they uh, they provide it with external companies, and I started there. And I start to work basically all around the world. I work in South America, starting from the first of 2000, uh, Middle East, uh, Africa for sure was my first place, and uh, Southeast Asia, I, I, I did basically everywhere. Uh, I, I touch it, except for Australia, the rest of the world, I touch it everywhere. Not all the countries, but all the continents. Uh, so, Wow. And from that point in 2006, we start to provide uh, one of the, the branch of uh, the business of uh, this group was also to provide training to, uh kind of security company uh, that they work with uh, uh, different kind of uh, money and gold and diamonds and stuff like that. I, I protected people, I protected more cash, a lot of cash, we moved in a lot of cash during the years. And VIP uh, for sure a lot, and uh, and then gold, diamond, and uh, also a really particularly task. Uh, it's uh, like you know, it's something that is hard. Uh, it's it's out of the net of the the big uh, the, the the big the network companies of uh, uh, private security companies. This is more like you know, it's uh, when you go from from a tailor because what. Uh, between the the large distribution, uh, what we what we did were uh, specific services that only a small company can tailorize the needs of the clients, the specific needs. So what we uh, this is was the word. If I need to choose one of the main uh, word uh, for that season, is the word trust. Was the trust was the base mm-hmm. of everything. And that was really one of the most interesting seasons of my life, because it's where I learned a lot. I work in an asymmetric uh, security a lot, in asymmetric tasks a lot, and it's uh is where i really that was my real university in term of application uh, especially because we work in, uh, in in a really different kind of environments and uh, you know at that time we didn't have uh, so much technology uh, or support uh, as you can have today uh, so uh, the most the, the biggest part uh was based on uh, human research <laughs> resource and the human capital so uh there was it's where you can understand and this you know it's uh, sometimes i laugh when i uh when i see the message that this industry is uh, spreading uh, in term of uh professionals when they want to uh because you know we are spreading i think many many times too much times we spray we spread the wrong message we, because people start uh, what I feel from social media what I read what I feel is that people think that everything is uh first of all that they think that like a gunfight is something cool uh, you listen up me? you
0: guys listen up
1: you <laughs> know I'm telling everyone to listen to what you're about to say no, that's, you know that's, uh, or that the experience of a profession is based on the number of gunfights. You know, one one of the questions, the most dumb question uh, that I I found uh, when when I deal with uh, other profession is, uh, hey, what's your background? How many gunfights did you have? So something like that. That's that's I can I can tell you that uh, I I'm doing this job about now more than I think 25 years, more than 25 years, something like that. I never ask it to anyone, which is your background. It required me five minutes talking with him to understand if the person I am in front is someone that to the job or not. You don't have to ask. You never ask. I don't need it. It's <laughs> one of the dumb questions you can make to another person. And, and what we are doing, you know, when, when I see people that they think that this job is cool because you can dress a plate carrier and, uh, the last model of a super customized rifle with a super customized optics, and you can Get your cap, and you are cool with your Oakley. And as I say, you don't, understand, you don't know, but you know, you can work with a rifle, probably in three, four countries in the world, and only if you have a specific country government. Otherwise now, it's not anymore. Not because you work in Africa, you are allowed to carry a rifle outside. You're going to how comfortable are the jails, uh, the room with the bars on the window, the hotels in, in Africa or uh, in the Middle East or in South America. Do you think that because, uh, you, you you know, people think that a task is based on the gunfight. People think that because you are you use firearms, you, you can't wait to use it to test it on the field. No way. I think
0: I think it comes from ignorance, you know, like not ignorance in the demeaning way, but genuine lack of experience and genuine lack of understanding. I think this is why me and you got along at SHOT Show because we were like hiding away from everyone and they come up and this guy's like, hey, my name's Tom. Eight years Navy Seal. Who are you? And I was like, I was like, I'm Ooh. Byron. Like, I, I don't know. I was a Marine. Can we still hang out? Like, am I cool? You know. And it's like these guys. You know, I don't I don't want I don't know how to really quantify it. But the real deal guys, you know, are humble, and we don't want any violence. <laughs> you know, and especially if you've really seen that stuff, you know, it's 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 something. You know, it's something that is not. We, we want to avoid these things, and the most legit guys are the guys that don't care about any of that stuff. You give me a weapon, I can do whatever I need to do with it. And it's not the gear that makes the man. It's not the gear, it's not the background, it's the character. And that those are the real warriors, man.
1: You know what? A trillion percent. And sometimes, especially when I talk with a, a super tactical ninja, are the people that they they really, want to be part of this industry, enter, I want to work as a PSD, I want to work in a close protection, I want to work, ah, cool, and you dress like this, right? You think that you can arrive in a foreign country, dressed with a military pants or military shirt or like a contractor at the airport. Yeah. That's the best way to pass the next six hour in a frame in the immigration office, explaining why you are uh, in the country with maybe a tourist visa. Uh, if you are, if, you are there for a job application somewhere and you have another kind of visa or just you got the attention of the authority before you just put your first foot your right foot uh, out of the airport understand and this is why I, I always say, do you know which is the main problem in a in a in in this kind of task even in Irish task logistic that's the <laughs> dang <know>? truth. <laughs> face logistic. The second problem are people because your team, uh, the chariots and the attitude and a lot of bullshit are related with the people that are involved in the task. And you, again, you need what, what is the main advantage you can have? Trustable local content. That's what's made the difference in 98% of the foreign country. Relationships. Relationships. You must be sure to know the laws there, what you are authorized to do or not, how you can work or what you can do, or even how you can move where you need to stay, which is there are tons of things that the traffic, there are countries, for example, where it's better to use the driver instead to drive you the vehicle. Because if something happened, not a gunfight, but a car incident, if you and someone is going to be, a local is going to be injured, you are going to pass a very bad moment and it costs you a lot because you are afraid foreign in a kind of country where corruption is at the top. So they wait you for that. They wait you to take down someone with the bicycle or the motorbike and you have to pay a lot if you want to exit from the country. This is why you we use, for example, local drivers, but you need to trust the local driver, you need to train the local driver. And many times when you do a shortcut, there is no way that you are authorized to carry a firearm. Absolutely. No one is going to, go, to give to provide you a permit for a private security or close protection for 10 days. <laughs> But this is a simple you know it's it's simple it's fantasy it's it's fancy story it's a, it's a it's a it's just a myth you know people think that they you can uh, go around some place like Latin America or Africa or southeast Asia dressed like a, a, a contractor you know in full gear a high profile is not more anymore applied you can work even in a in a places where where you have high risk. Uh, you can go out with a double platform, or you go out with rifle. Or you go out with a with a pistol, or uh, the few times you are authorized. I, for example, to uh, it's happening many times to uh, uh, with us because the government task. Uh, you are authorized just to carry a firearm that is a pistol, not for sure a rifle. Understand, and you need to be careful. On the use of that platform. It's not because you are authorized that you are like a cowboy. If you take down a subject, even in the because maybe it was the reason, if you can avoid it, it's always better than do it. Because there are tons of problems that arise immediately. There is nothing cool on this. Big problem. Full cool on gunfight. And there is nothing that can warrant to you that you are going to win it. Because yep. it happens? You can for I can do my draw perfectly a thousand times in the range. And that day, I'm going to grab my t-shirt and <laughs> dropping out the platform. And this is mean game over. That's it. No more. And people say, hey, why you don't go in that? Why you, do? you don't go in Ukraine? Because there is a war, fucking idiot. <laughs> So to war, that's not my war. I'm really close to Ukrainian people, but the people. But this doesn't mean because I'm a foreign instructor that I need to join all the war in this planet. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I receive this question. I never reply because I think it's even if... It's so so ignorant. ignorant. It's just ignorant. If I'm going to reply, I'm dumber than the question. Understand? But when they tell me, "Hey, why you are not? You are so fast. Why are you don't go to crime?" Yeah, why? There is something called war. They think it's a joke. I, you think that we don't have business? We don't have people that work for us that we have the responsibility to pay. You no know, and, and provide. To, yeah, to, to provide food or the family, whatever. Yeah, and, man. Uh, I. I... I say this is the mess. And do you know how many people they joined that stuff? People that came from AirSoft, people that came that they think it's cool to go there. That's what <laughs> a lot.
0: Yeah. They know nope.
1: what means violence. You know what I mean? This that is 100 percent And part of the fault is also on us in the trainers and the firearms training. Because we continue to sell what they want and not what they need. And we do this because money. We need to be honest. Because if I exit with, hey, guys, I'm going to have <laughs> a, a real course. But today is going to be in a classroom. One day we are going to make bang, bang, bang. Oh, no, that is a boring course. Fuck no, I don't need it. Why I need to go? It's a piece of course. Why I need to go in the classroom? Because... The problem is that 98% is based on your brain and not on your finger. And it's so hard to train your brain. and so easy to train your finger. So the more you make bang, bang, the less you learn. But this is a kind of concept that is too hard to explain to people that they don't want to learn for real. They want to have fun. That's the real thing. This, This industry is a soap babble. This industry is a soap bubble, and I can tell you, I want to write an article that I will upload in the next days about this, because you know what? The more things I see around the internet, I don't want to to call out anybody. It's it's a general. Me, the fault is also me. I'm a part of of this industry. So the fault is in a general. I, I don't want to call anyone else out. But in general, we need to be careful on the message that we spread. Because when we teach to civilians, CQB tactics for hostage rescue. What's meaning? <coughs> what if a civilian how to rescue a hostage in the aeroplane, and maybe his job is a bank or a dentist or he sells through it as a free market. What? What? Where? Where? We want to go there, which is the headache we have, and again, the same process in everything we do, because you know. People want everything immediately without avoiding the hard job, pretending that a course become a miracle, that in eight hours or 16 hours, you pass all the knowledge, like for induction, like you do with iPhone. That doesn't work in this yeah, way.
0: Absolutely not.
1: And, you know, uh, that's another another point. Is I... I'm a big fan of logic and common sense. I have met, I tell you, uh, I didn't finish my background, but to, to go very fast.
0: We're, this is awesome. We're, we're deep in the weeds, man. This is good stuff. This is what people need to hear.
1: In 2006, I start to, we start to provide training to our companies. So at one point I said, listen, if I need to do this for other people, I'm going to do it by myself. And I started to develop the system. And my, my system, is changed a lot during the years. Uh, in 2006, I wasn't, I didn't have the proper, uh, I don't know how to explain in, in English. Uh, I was not so mature as a trainer. Mm-hmm. Because you know, the age is important. It really you is. Important. Mm-hmm. And uh, not because I didn't have, but the mindset was completely different. And even the the the, the feedback and uh, the experience in training and the application of training and the feedback we got during the years changed a lot. And we still mm-hmm. changed our, our drills, our protocols. We refreshed the protocols by a year, at least some of them. Wow. And based mainly on the brain. Mm-hmm. 5% is based on the brain, 25% is based on the mechanic, on the finger. But being a big fan of logic, everything, we need to find the proper starting point. And people don't realize which is the starting point, which is the, the first problem that we have to face. That is is the biggest problem in training that we need to face. The problem is this, that is common to whatever is related with firearms and training is under this problem. Uh, If we are talking about, I don't want to talk about, I want to call it, I don't want to put a tag like a tactical shooting because it's a not tactical. I prefer professional application of firearms because I don't need to be tactical. What means tactical? Uh, It's it's an abused term, like warrior is another term that is super abused in in this industry.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, uh, what is tactical? Professional application of firearms. So, which is the first problem we need to face in this? Is the environment. So, think about that. Doesn't matter who, everyone want to train with a firearm normally this happens inside a specific training facility that are building to allow people to use firearms safely that are yep. ranges or the training facility that uh, are built for firearms right mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you are a civilian with passion if you are competitive shooter sports shooters if you are a police officer special forces or military guy, if you use a firearm outside of the real environment in training, then you will use a firearm inside the shooting range. And what mm-hmm. is a shooting range? The shooting range is a control environment, right? So if we take, for example, yeah, if we take, for example, the competitive shooter, a sports shooter, okay? The sports shooter train itself inside the shooting range. Great. When we talk about training application, we are talking about the loop. is a loop that is called training and application. Why? So I train myself to increase my performances, to increase my skills, my abilities in shooting. Doesn't matter the discipline that I'm going to cover. If I'm going to shoot with pistol, rifle, shotgun, or trap, whatever. I train inside the shooting range, right? And then where I'm going to apply for competition Inside the shooting range, because competition are made inside the shooting range. So the attenance of my, uh, the readiness uh, between the training environment and the applicative environment is 100%, is totally. I have a complete uh, attendance between my training environment and my applicative environment because I'm going to find this can change the morphology of the structure, right? But is the same environment. So for a competitive shooter, a competitive shooter has 100% of the attinance between the two environments. Now, let's, let's come to us. People who use a firearm as a tool in their job as a police officer, private security, or a civilian that has uh, the defensive license. So carry firearms every day. Where are we trained? inside the shooting range, right? So we have the same, we have in common with a competitive shooter, we have the training environment. That is the same environment. But where we apply?
0: In the shooting range.
1: (laughs) We are going to apply in the real environment. In the real world, yeah, yeah. And what what have the two environments, what they have in common? The shooting range with the real environment. You know what I have? Very little. (laughs) Nothing, except one element. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Only elements in common between the two environments. It's like you prepare a unit for a jungle warfare and then they are going to apply in Arctic. So wow. and people don't realize this. Let's analyze this in details because another problem in this industry is the level that you want to or the level you want to approach this is a complex matter that is firearms the application, the professional application of firearms. And the shooting range is a 2D environment. It's a B-dimensional environment. I tell you some paradoxes very fast. It's a B-dimensional environment. It's flat, right? The real environment is 3D and it's not flat. The shooting range is built to allow a safe use of firearms. The real environment is not built for firearms. So it's not a proper environment to use firearms. The ballistic environment you can find inside a shooting range is homogeneous. The ballistic environment you find in a real environment is heterogeneous. In 10 yards, if you walk for 10 yards down the street, you can have a multiple ballistic environments around you. You can have elements that can change completely your priorities in reaction. You can have walls, vehicles, uh, people, crowd, uh, shop, bar, restaurant, anything. Glass. <laughs> 10 meters. Your reaction, your priorities could be totally different than 10 meters before. And this is not something that you can have in the shooting range. Another element, uh, on the shooting range, whatever you're going to do, you're going to be the first is going to move. The first is going to shoot. And the only one is going to shoot. Yeah, that's why it's training. Those advantages is something that you don't have in a real environment. Why? Because there is a word that define your condition and is the word defense. The word defense means that, in general, now you can have little differences, especially in terms of home defense and the Catholic doctrine, between other kind of laws around the world. But in general, the rules of self-defense are based on the fact that you are authorized to use anything, including firearms, even as extrema ratio, if your life is in danger or the life of someone else around you is in danger. But how you can define danger? What means? means that it's not because I see a firearm, I see a print of a firearm, in a subject, I can draw out uh, my firearm and I can shoot him because I think could be a danger. Because in that, in this case, I'm going in jail. Now this is called murder, it's not self-defense. And maybe it's a police officer, right? So it's not because you see or you can understand that it could be a danger that you can react or you can act for first. You need to be sure that you are in danger, that your life is in danger before you take out your firearm and you use your firearm. This means that probably you're going to start for a second and not for first. And this means that you start in reaction and not in action. But we know that action is faster than reaction because inside there is a parameter that is called initiative. I mean, I decide when, I decide where, I decide how. You need to adapt on my decision. So, on the range, we are the first. On the real, we are probably the second. On the range, we are the only one. On the real world, no. Another another point is, when we are on the range, the interaction we have, the brain, the job that, is, that our brain has to do on the range, in terms of the interaction with the environment, it's really limited because the interaction with environment in the shooting range, the shooting range is a very, very uh, low environment in terms of stimulus, in terms of input. Think about the sounds that you can have on the shooting range are limited, the voice or the bank or any other information can arrive, you can listen to music, but it doesn't change a lot. In terms of view, what you need to analyze? Where the targets are? That most of the time are pre-known targets. Uh, the, uh, the reaction inputs, when we use a sound as a reaction, it's the most common input we use on the range, beep! That sound is an auditory input that is always the same. And the lens of that input is quite long, it's 0.20 more or less. And it's always the same. So we react from an input that is a pre-known input, uh, engaging a target that's pre-known target. Most of the time are static. Most of the time we don't need to take care about collaterals because we are in a safe place. Sure, it's controlled because even if we are in the range, we still apply safety rules. Because if we don't follow safety rules, even the shooting range could become uh, uh, unsafe because us uh, because the improper use of the firearm. So this is why it's a control of the environment. So there are tons of things, right? Think about that. How far we are from the from the goal, from the real goal? It's logical, not zero, right? You can agree on this. One hundred percent. Yeah. You can agree that nine point nine percent of the time. When we measure the reaction is made by the buzzer, by the phonochronometer that is called timer, where we have an input that is a sound input, auditory input every time, same input every time. We know that input. We are aware that we are going to receive that input. So our brain is already start, it's already boom. As soon as we receive the beat, we start the action that most of the time is a pre-known action. Now, Think about that the shooting test, the, the protocols, the evaluation the evaluation test, the shooting evaluation test are based on two parameters, right? Like the competitions, accuracy and time. Is this correct? Great.
0: 100, percent. those are your metrics. That's what we're going and for.
1: Then, and then we call that, reaction. Is that a reaction time? No, that is not a reaction time at all. That is just a that is the time that requires our body to complete a sequence that is a penal sequence, that is a final motor skills, patterns, and cognitive patterns that we create by rat, that people call muscle memory. But muscle memory, muscles they have no memory doesn't exist, mass memory is a myth. It's our brain that recognizes a sequence of movement as a single one. But we, we measure this and I think that we are measuring our reaction time. So this, you know how many times happened with the units and we are talking about top level special units that are very strong on mechanics, but as soon as I put some speed ups, I changed the reaction input. Instead of have the auditory input always on the, on the buzzer, I, I insert different kind of auditory input or visual input. We continue to start from auditory input, but 70% of the environment is acquired from us by our eyes. So the first sense is the view. So we continue to work on the auditory, but the main one, probably if something's going to happen, 70% is going to be by our eyes. So, Wow. Uh, 98% of people praying during on the shooting range. 86% of uh, violent crimes happen during during a uh, low light condition, during the night, evening, during in the dark. <laughs> yep. but Man. They never joined because wow. you know, they're not that
0: cool man
1: <laughs> oh man we can start i tell I have to do how many times we had because there are so many things and one thing is related with another you know and but you see what I have seen even by uh, my social media platform many times I did a lot uh, some post long post because there is no way to make it shorter in this industry have we have the bad habit that we want to translate everything with the cool sentences the all easy day was yesterday right. the more uh, the, the more you you, swear, you, spit or you
0: spit. sweat in training; the less you bleed in combat.
1: Yeah. These sentences are cool, but Jesus Christ, are bullshit! I cannot proceed. I can't base my knowledge on these sentences. Are you kidding me? It's think about. It. I want to to bring you in a point. Okay, let's go back in a. In a professional shooter, a professional athlete, competitive shooter, how much time a professional athlete, I have many, we have tons of brands that are professional shooters, are champions. How many times they train themselves on the range? A lot. They do fit. They live on the range. A lot. They shoot thousands and thousands around every year, every week, every day they train the least three, four times a week. And then they, they do competition. For what? They do all this stuff, sacrifices, hard work, everything. To reach what? To win a competition, right? But which could be the worst case scenario for them? To lose competition. Yeah. it. it's a game. So let's take a civilian that carry a firearm every day. What the civilian doesn't understand is that the moment that you decide to carry a firearm is the moment that you are aware that one day you could need that tool to defend yourself. Otherwise, why do you carry a firearm? So this means that you put in your, you start to analyze a concrete, a concrete possibility, concrete chance that a solid chance that one day you could need that tool to save your life. So basically this means that one day you could compete for what? For your life. For your life, yeah. And <clears throat> here's the response in terms of training, once a month, maybe three, four times a year, but I are enough, I have a guy. I'm. I carry a firearm, I'm safe already. So a professional shooter train every day, almost every day, and the worst case scenario for him is to lose the competition, to down win uh, the league or the federation or whatever is the title. And for a civilian, the worst case scenario is to lose his life. But we continue to refuse this point. <laughs> we to ignore this point. If we carry a firearm, it's because one day we, need, we, we can compete for our life, or even worse. For the life of our
0: family. Yeah. This is this is the game, man. There's so much stuff you said in here that was that was just I it was like church. You know, I'm sitting here just man, and this is exactly why with the symposium, I remember when I started trying to put the event together and I started thinking to myself, like, the reality is the software, man. Rookies spend money on hardware, professionals spend money on software. And I remember it, thinking to myself like how do I get people to really value or how do I sneak in like a Trojan horse (laughs) like the 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 fact that they need to learn before they even deal with these firearms um, the the study of or the ology of what it really takes to be 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 safe. I have a whole library in the Protector Nation Library of all these presentations, and I'm always trying to tell people, "Hey, go watch these guys talk about what it is to be a protector." And nobody cares. We sell a couple a week, like <laughs> nobody cares, right? And so I remember being like, "Okay, so we will have a range. We'll have two range days." But at least one day we will devote to the soft skills because as I do this professionally every single day, you know, I know that what gets me home and because, you know, we've been in fights and we've lived this life, we know that what's going to get you home is this software, you know, and your social dynamics and, you know, your ability to analyze the situation and and playing chess instead of checkers, you know, but the sizzle there. And you talked about the, the reality of the industry and, you know, having to make this thing make money, having to make things, you know, and it is, it's an interesting line. It reminds me of when I, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when I worked with a lot of churches and I would watch them, you know, they would have to do the offering thing and they'd have to make it, make it big because they need to, they need to make enough money to make the thing go, you know? But then at the same time, the actual message sometimes would suffer. And that's what I'm trying not to do, <laughs> you know? And that's why I'm always like, Friday, we're going to the auditorium, and we're going to learn. And then we're going to have fun at the range, you know, for two days. But uh, I I have agreed with you from the beginning, man. This is good stuff.
1: Um, So, go ahead. To go straight on the the topic that we need to cover, uh, we talk about uh, vehicles, right? Yes. So, let's say that, in my opinion, when someone... how I can be prepared in terms of, you know, training to carry a firearm every day. doesn't matter if I am, a, even more, if I am a police officer, military guy, but even if I am a civilian or a security guard, how, how I, I can train or where I need to train, for what. And I think that the four pillars of defense are... Pillar number one, firearm manipulation. You need to be a black belt in firearm manipulation. This meaning that you need to be able to manage your platform. In this case, we talk about pistol, if it's a pistol, in a professional way. You need to know, you, have, you need to work under, you need to start from the foundation of shooting that people want to avoid is the most important part the foundation of shooting. You know which is, uh, for a special operator, is the capability to manage the foundation under high level of
0: stress. 100%. This is why, and I have some, I've had some, you know, some guys that I haven't worked with, and and I always, I have civilians, and they're like, are we gonna do rifle? I'm like, no, we're gonna do pistol, because that's your katana. What are we walking around with all the time, every day, it's pistol. One man pistol. That's it. Unless you're on a SWAT team or you're a space trooper, one man pistol. That's it. You're in 7-Eleven, it's you and your stinking pistol. And no fight carrier. <laughs> Unless you're a cop.
1: Yeah. And you know, so you need to be able to to face emergencies, to face malfunctions, to to work on the foundation. You need to be a master on the foundation of shooting. That's Pillar number one. Pillar number two, the pillars are provided by logic, not by zero. And I challenge everyone to say that this is not true. Pillar number two, when you carry a firearm every day, all day long, or you carry just in the morning. So this every means day, that man. Drink daylight and during low light. But you know perfectly that daylight and low light are two different planets. If you don't know nothing about low light, if you and it's not enough to take two-day course of low light, it requires you hundreds of hours of application to understand how you need to manage the lighting, how you need to go over the lighting, how you need to manage tools. Everyone wants to have a surefire or super flashlight under a piece of so cool, but you know, you're able to use it. You're able to use a hand light in the proper way. You're able to use your flashlight properly inside your house, for example. So, if you carry a firearm even in a low light condition, you need to be trained for that. Otherwise, you have a big gap in your your knowledge, in your preparation, right?
0: Yeah, and it's when stuff
1: happens a lot of times. Yeah. Exactly where, where you have more risk is because statistics, right? If you read statistics in terms of violent crimes and you see what happens, it happens during low light conditions. And there yeah. is exactly the point where you want to arrive unprepared. Nope, don't so do it. Second pillar could be low light. The third, which is the third? But I said the third could be the second, after after the foundations. The the other pillars you can invert the order it doesn't matter, but you need to be prepared. The third one is vehicles. Why? Because the vehicle is part of your daily life. Because you yeah. you it depends how much time you spend inside a vehicle. Okay, I don't own a vehicle. I just use a bicycle. Maybe it's not your main your main goal the vehicle but it's better to know what happened because it's a really it's one of the most complex environment because after we cover specifically the vehicle Mm -hmm. and we start to explain what we will do
0: i was looking for content to for us to do these tactical reviews that we'll go through maybe one or two before we get off here and uh every Almost almost I'd say seventy percent of the the, the the videos that I have done tactical protection reviews on of real world action, there are vehicles in the in the thing somewhere. There's vehicles in the environment because these transitional spaces people are in, that's gas stations, it's on the way from your house to your car, from your car to your work. Yeah. Because they're always there.
1: Is one of the most common vector to move people we use in our society, in our daily life. And not only. Traffic is one of the main issues that we need to face, especially if you live in the cities. I work in some places where people spend at least five, six hours minimum a day inside a vehicle just to go to work and go back home, daily routine. So the vehicle... Is one of the most complex environments. Why? Because a vehicle is a vector. And when we talk about training and vehicles, we need to be clear in what we are going to train because vehicles mean different topics, different chapters. One is when the vehicle is a dynamic, in this case, is a vector. And that case we are talking about driving. That's completely different than fighting, uh, for, for example, the model. That we are going uh, to apply during the symposium is a static, is related with the ratio, the three ratio we have on the vehicle. When the vehicle is a static vehicle, this means internal to external, that is a defensive ratio, is a defensive report, and external to external is neutral, uh, is neutral condition, neutral report. And that is not something we are going to cover. The third one that external to internal, how to stop a vehicle. Why we don't cover? Because this is specifically for military and law enforcement. There is no way for a civilian to learn how to stop a vehicle because they don't need to do it. Understand? So uh, it's not the case, it's not uh, the the priority. First, we need to work on the first two that are, but this is not enough. Because when we talk about vehicle, the vehicle is a ballistic environment, is a ballistic filter that is 360 degrees around us. And we are inside a ballistic filter that is heterogeneous because the vehicle has hard point and soft point. The vehicle has solid parts, has glasses. Every single glass is different. The windshield doesn't react like a side glass. The windshield doesn't react like the rear glass. So, and here, there are tons of things that we, I did thousands and thousands of ballistic tests. I had the luck even to work for the second largest ammunition group in the world. I, we did it, a lot of ballistic tests. I, in my life, I worked a lot on the vehicles. This is why I, we worked with a armored vehicle. we work worked with a low-disk vehicle, standard vehicles. We work it because in other things, there are tons of parameters that can change completely tactics. As the left driving, right driving change a lot. Hmm. Yeah. As soon the vehicle is a dynamic, you apply the vehicle is always the first line of defense. As soon it's a dynamic, until it's dynamic, is a vector. The priority is to keep the vehicle moving, is not to stop and fight. One hundred percent. That's it's a yeah, number one, drive truth. Through and past.
0: Find a way out.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, number two, reverse out. That means that if you can't go through, then reverse your direction, but move, don't stop. Only if you can't do point number one and point number two, stop and make it. But yep. this is the last chance. It's like a gunfight. You need to avoid as, as more as you can until you need it. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: keep that vehicle in motion. Vehicle's the best most underrated force multiplier. And then you see all these guys at these schools training all this stuff like shooting and all this stuff and I'm like, yo, and and in some of my vehicle and in some of my videos I talk about it. I'm like, the major thing I see wrong with this in- incident is that vehicle could have driven out this way, could have driven out <laughs> that way. They stopped the vehicle. So we we will start from the vehicle being stopped, but if you can get away, drive over the curb Get away. This is why we teach at my school how to ram through. And how to ram through is a science. You can't just drive through things. You know, it'll shut your car off and get punched in the face of your airbag if you don't do it right. (laughs) It takes practice.
1: Because you know what? On the starting point, doesn't matter which will be the starting point, there are things that we can know and things that we can't know. So, For example, we can't know when, where, and how. This is something that is in the end of our opponents, but for logic, if we are going to be attacked, we are going to be attacked when our conditions are critical conditions, where we are weaker than them. Right. So they have to plan their attack in a specific point, in a specific area, in a specific moment. So we, we don't. So every time we we know that we are we are going in a critical phase of our daily life. We need to to be aware of this. We need to avoid condition before, because after it's too late, we can cover this point. But so in the base of this, if we stop, we stop exactly in the X. So we need to move and keep the vehicle moving as more as we can. The priority is not to stop, it's to drive, to escape from that condition. If we can if we can't, and then we are going to see at the symposium what we can do. Now, what I was telling you is the four pillars were master the foundation, low-light, vehicles, CQB. CQB means not hostage rescue. Not <laughs> what? Single man. CQB means to have knowledge and competence in a, in a fight, in a close space. That could be your house because you spend time in your house. If you have an intruder, you need to understand how to move. And believe me, people is one of this, there's another condition that is the worst case scenario because people, they, they base their idea of home defense basing on the movies, basing on the message we spread. Oh, if someone entering my house, I can move in my house blindfold. Yeah, if you need to go to take a coke or a beer on the refrigerator downstairs, yes, you can do it. But if you have an intruder inside your house, it's not anymore your house, it's your house. You are going your house become an aseptic in a an aseptic space where you need to fight for your family, for your life. And many times you don't have time to evaluate the threat because you can you can't in a short time and the starting point you are sleeping maybe so you are unconscious and then in a frame of second you need to wake up take your platform be ready to have a gunfight for you defending your life or the life of your family that's so hard in the other side the opponent is full of adrenaline noradrenaline and cortisol it's ready it's aware about the risk is conducing entering your house and if it's if he brought a firearm with him, he's not anymore a thief. is a potential murder because he brought a firearm to defend himself. And if he thinks that you could be a threat, he's going to kill you, Or maybe are going to kill you anyway because the value of life in some countries is zero. So you need to face that condition and five seconds before you were sleeping. Do you know what means this? How many times? Everyone is, is reps, reps, reps. Cool. How many times you tried this? How many times you try this action? How many times you draw a pistol in a range? Thousand and thousand times you are so strong. Who? How many times you try this action? And another question: you live alone or with your family? Because if your family's in, you could be the most trained guy in the in your area. But your family, what about your family? The first round is going on air, the first shot. If you don't control and how you can control your kids, maybe in another room. Maybe they start to screaming, running. Maybe your wife can run in the highway or uh, uh, change a room or can cross your line of fire anytime. Because when you're st- under stress, and they you start to act in a... Erratic way, in different ways. So you are prepared for this? Are you sure? How many times you try Your kids are training for this? Do you know what means to shoot inside a closing yeah, environment? Inside of a building? Do you know the, the acoustic shot you are going to get there and the muzzle flash? And maybe you are not trained for low light? Do you think that you start to push on all the lights? You think it's easy? And another thing, you don't know how many are inside your house. Maybe one, maybe more. You don't know where they are. And you think huh. you want to tell me that you move blindfold? without scouting, without clearing a room, if you don't know how to clear a room, if you don't know how to afford a door, if you don't know what means the fatal time, and if you don't know how to manage close pace, plus other people that is with you, your family. That's worst case scenario. I, I prefer to fight a full team of cartels than to fight with my family instead.
0: Yeah, 100%. It. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love what you're saying, man, the 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 fundamentals and we're going to have, you know, we don't have the low light, but we're going to have the vehicle stuff. We're going to have the one man CQB, you know, we're going to have, you know, defending your pistol, things like that, Um, because I.
1: Yeah,
0: man, I've spent so much in one course, in one
1: weekend of the pillars in one course, man, it's it's, it's, It's yeah, I talking about pillars because Mm -hmm. this is a kind of course that is an amazing experience. You have great trainers. Yeah, not me, I mean the others. You have a lot of interesting informations there that Mm -hmm. can cover different topics. The main topics you need as civilian, as law enforcement as well. Right. You need to enforce your training. 100%
0: yeah and so that's why we put it together this way because I want you guys to walk away increase that protection quotient you have and it's it's uh it's it's really really the way we put it together is to get them here first and then we go out and we do the stuff um let's and the last thing I wanted to say before we play a few videos is uh I've spent some most of my practicing career on the range and um, I've been really approaching the equation that you've been talking about, which is, okay, cool. Like I can run through competitive shooting. I can run through the range. And I'm like, I got to get to the force on force piece, man. <laughs> you know, like, like that's gotta be in there somewhere. It's still in a controlled environment, but how can we know that we're ready if we're not sparring with other humans trying to superimpose their will at least You know, so that's been something we've been trying to push into. And almost every module you guys go through is going to have some component of force on force in there, you know, and don't let that scare you. This is a place for warriors to come for protectors to come and fail in the safety of other people that want them to be better protectors. This is where you want to come and mess up and fail. I will be out there training with you, being vulnerable with you. Um, This is, it's like a brotherhood. It's, 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 it's actually a love that we have for each other. I go to the dojo to get choked out amongst my brothers. So it doesn't happen in the streets. So this is where you come to learn, you know, this is, this is what the game is about. Um, So I want to encourage you guys. Women.
1: Everybody and I can tell you that we I don't think what uh, we we will not make any kind of discount in terms of, we're going to slap their ass as hard as we can. One hundred
0: percent. That's a that warrior love language, man. We are going to train hard because that's how it's going to be in real life. So this is good stuff, man. I can't wait. Let's take a look at a couple of these. Um We'll look at some of the this one I think we mentioned Okay, so we have a traffic stop. Imagine you are sitting here in traffic. We're all going to be in this situation probably at some point today. And uh, uh, Instructor Zero, give us like your, your takeaways from this event. Someone's getting out of the car in front of you. <laughs> and they start shooting.
1: Yeah, full auto. Mm-hmm. Very short. Uh, they have rifles. So basically, I think this environment, I don't know nothing about this video. I think it seems the environment's in United mm-hmm.
0: That's the situation. Okay, go ahead.
1: I think it's our United States, right? The environment. Yeah,
0: unfortunately.
1: Now, <laughs> it's not a big deal in terms of uh, technical approach on this video the two things that i want to point on this video are first one of the you know it's a, you need to forgive me byron mm. you know what is uh what is com- complex is to explain something without explaining before something else.
0: without the com- it's hard,
1: yeah it's hard for people to understand so we need to to say this Vehicles is a very complex environment for everybody, for professionals and for civilians. But remember one thing, many times a civilian has, in term of range of risk, has higher risk than a special force guy. Like a law enforcement officer that work as a patrol guy has more than a SWAT guy why because let's say about civilian right civilians can go from zero to 100 in a frame of second the problem is how often this happens routine can kill you one inch per day in terms of professional in terms of civilian so day by day because nothing happened, your level of awareness and your level of tension start to decrease. This happens even on the professional side, in any kind of field. It's one of the enemy that we need to face, routine.
0: Complacency.
1: When you are a member of special force, you know that your job is high-risk job. But you are prepared for that. You train every day for that. And you apply quite often, and when you apply, you are aware of the risk. A law enforcement officer can stop 10 vehicles, 1,000 vehicles, nothing happened. Especially if we are talking about countries, cities where are very safe, where nothing happened, and you are not, you don't have the habit to face with criminals. So your level of attention awareness is lower. Than an officer that a time in LA or in Detroit. Mm, or a SWAT officer. So, but again, uh, for example, traffic police can stop 1,000 vehicles, not in At one point, they stop the wrong one and do. Okay. A SWAT team, when they arrive, they already know that they are going to be involved in an action. So the range of risk for, for a special force or for a SWAT team can, could go from 60 to 100, from 80 to 100, and 80 is the, is the, uh, is the uh, lowest level. For a civilian, it's zero, but the highest is in common, is 100, because life is one, the life is the same. For police officers, special forces, civilian, life is one. If they lose their life, they lose their life, game over. Doesn't matter how happened, understand? So what, what? why I said this, because one of the hardest things is to match and apply every day in our daily life what is really useful. For example, look at the traffic line here. Rule number one, when you are on the traffic line, get always space, don't stop your vehicles, attach it to the other, otherwise you don't have any more space if you need to escape from the line, if you need to make a maneuver, if you need to escape, exit from the line, if you don't keep space, you can see, for example, well, the the gray car before the written only, there is a huge space between that car, that's perfect. But how much time you apply this every day? Are you able to apply this rule every day, every time you stop in a traffic? Are you able to keep this attention? Because in close protection, you have to do it, right? If you have a, if you work as a driver, this for you is mandatory. 100%. All from other vehicles. So, but the the hardest thing is to apply this every day. Right. Now, every time the vehicle is going to be a static vehicle, like traffic, of uh, because traffic light or traffic light, whatever, your risk start to increase. In some countries, you can have even during dynamic conditions. In South Africa, it's very common that they are going for car hijacking, even in a highway. I told you before, or they can rubber you even while you are driving. Even in Latin America, if you drive a motorbike or a car, they can they can go for you even in dynamic condition. But every time you stop, then you are more the exposure of the risks start to increase. Now, what I can make the evidence here. The second point is, you you should think in this video, not if you were the target of the attack, but even the other car beside, behind, or in front of the car that was attacked by criminals because remember guys that criminals have no rules. They don't care to generate collateral. They don't care if they kill three people more than their target. They shoot, period. So then another important point is how to react, even if you are not involved in that kind of attack. Think about if you have your family in that vehicle, what are you going to do immediately? As soon as you see someone with a rifle past your car, or as soon as you heard the shots, what you are going to do, how you can exit, or which are the priorities, the immediately action drills that you are going to apply. Have you ever thought about this? Because this is important. It's not about only about the target. If you are the direct target, you could be involved in a gunfight that is as dangerous, as a same and you are you could not be the target of that attack, but you can you can. Have the same danger as the, attack, as the as the target because maybe you are the car that is beside. Ballots flying in the air in the air, so it's you need to right understand. So. That. This this is important. And look at here, look at the reaction of people. Someone start to brake, then try to give gas, but no one exit, no one exit from the line, no one force the line. Yeah, it's like normal action. That that is a surprise about this view. How the other cars? Nobody moves, nothing. Even the car. If you if you if you uh, hear to the audio of the guys that are inside this car, the camera car, you can understand that. Oh shit! That but nothing more <laughs> than, I mean, Yeah,
0: and I think I think that's one of the things we go I I go after with those tactical protection reviews because I think, especially if you're not trained with them you know, to use a buzzword, the mindset of always looking for something, having your awareness, knowing that when you're stopped, your, your risk increases. Um, you have this, I think most people have this little cognitive dissonance, this gap of, is this really happening? What's going on? Da, 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 the civilian mind, and that makes them extremely vulnerable. Because to me, when I look at this, the first thing I see is, hey, this gap right here, you see these guys get out with these guns. This little gap that from the front of that um, hood to the back of that red car, I'm going hard to the right, and I'm getting, I'm driving up <laughs> well on that curb, and I'm leaving everyone.
1: <laughs> uh, absolutely. If I had, my, especially if I had my family inside, as soon I, it. I, I move out, I, I I'm gone. Uh, or the uh, the red car or whatever. I'm going to move out from the line, and I'm going to try to escape from that kind of condition. I'm going to avoid the risk of to be involved in the action.
0: One hundred percent.
1: Take a collateral, even to take uh, some rounds that are not. I I'm I was not the the, the main target, but can receive it if there's a gunfight no one knows where those rounds are going <laughs> you know exactly. when bullets start to fly in the air is always a question mark where they're somewhere they're going to stop so yep another point you know when when we talk about vehicle one of them and this made out a, from the old wild sorry just
0: queuing up the next one
1: Okay, uh, go ahead. very interesting video Uh here is uh weird as uh, a so uh, in the first video, we are not able to see if there was a reaction from the subject or the subjects that were inside a vehicle that was the target of the criminals. We are, From the video, we were not able to see this, who's going to shoot or if they react or not. But in that case, was in the report, uh, the ratio was from internal to external. Mm. In this case, the next video, the one that you just uh heart stopping police so this here we are talking about external to external is a neutral reaper what means it means that we have a vehicle we use a vehicle basically as a cover or concealments depending about the part of the vehicle and how we move but basically as a cover or cover not that literally what means cover that means is something that stop ballot ricochet or a sharp man. vehicle has some points that can they can work as cover and some other points that they don't work as a cover, but work as concealment. So we need to understand the difference also between uh, cover and concealment. Anyway, in this case, we are talking about one vehicle that used by two opponents. One is the police officer, one is uh, is the subject, the criminal that's try to kill the police officer. Using his vehicle has cover as well. So mm-hmm. both are fighting around the same vehicle. And here, if you pump out the vehicle, where you can see it is heart stopping
0: police Okay, okay well let video it of a police officer getting into a gunfight with a suspect he pulled over it's a scene that kind of looks like a shootout from the old Wild West
1: it started as a routine stop for a traffic violation then the driver's door swings open out of nowhere just fired, fired. Jesus Look at the white SUV heading straight into the hail of bullets. The driver hightails it out of there in reverse. But the gun battle okay. rages. Okay, so here we have two elements. One we have a vehicle with a subject that is uh aspiring to the officer from uh internal vehicle, and the officer probably is behind his vehicle in this moment. And so, in this case, who is in advantage is the officer. Because the distance and the cover of the other exactly from this moment, when the subject start to approach is going in open field. Now, the second element is the other vehicle that arrived on the, on the scene realized that it was a gunfight and the reaction was perfect disappeared immediately that's what that that was great this is a reaction now the fact that this happened in a uh, in a country uh, countryside area not not really high-density area uh, was good because Mm -hmm. uh, collaterals because other vehicles because there are tons of things that can go wrong think about that you other people that are driving other vehicles, they can be scared, they can go under panic because the gunfight, they release that, they realize that there is a gunfight in action, so they can bump the vehicle, they can hit the officer or the other side, that could be good, but we have no warranties that we don't receive a bump or a hit from other vehicles. Think about a woman, that maybe hold whole woman, hold whole man, that maybe they start to go under panic because they realize that they see the gunfight and maybe they hit another vehicle. There are tons of variables in a traffic that can go wrong. So we need to take care about this because this change a lot, even in terms of our reaction from interaction. Now to go back on the point here, you can see that the subject in this case is uh, is using the shade of the vehicle of the officer. You see this lower. And it's using the shade of cover of the of the vehicle see it stay lower It move lower straight to the engine of the vehicle that is the solid uh, is the is the solidest part of the vehicle you see is moving following the shade of the vehicle following the profile at this point the condition is changed why because uh let's go the video so it shoot from here then it he moves and it was able to reach the shortest Distance from the vehicle in the hardest part that was the engine. Now, he is, he is on vantage advantage, and the officer is in disadvantage because he's closer to the engine than the officer. Now the officer is in the back part of the where you still have some cover, but for sure less than what could provide you the engine. So because the subject is so close to the engine, put the officer. Uh, in a kind of condition that is in disadvantage. Plus, the officer in this case, uh, if you can, if you go forward with the video, you can see that instinctively the officer starts to take distance from the vehicle. That is something that we never need to do it because you, the more the distance you're going to put between you and the vehicle, the more you're going without cover. And you're going to feel in uh, there are tons of video there is one specifically that's it's uh, the master uh, uh, about this point is happening I think in the Philippines and uh, involved there is one uh, SUV white SUV with a full family with an entire family inside and two criminals start to fight each other around the vehicles Uh, and both of the criminal both of the subject were about 10 yards from the vehicle and they start to shoot, and no one hit the other until one ran straight to the vehicle and closed the distance. At that point, one was behind a cover, and the other was in open space and end of the game. Understand? So uh, the officer here, you know it's ah uh, it's always easy, done done misunderstand me. I don't want to analyze the job of the officer because it's always easier uh, to do it by the phone, sitting on the chair. You need to be inside that condition to understand and to evaluate. So this is a point number one. But at the same time, we need to analyze in a septic way, not to talk about the job or, or to criticize the job of the officer at all, but to save or help other people or other officer if this happened So the problem is the distance you put between a cover in this case the main part of the vehicle is the engine so this movement that the subject did was that the point he passed from disadvantage to advantage in that kind of action because when he was in that kind of condition shooting from uh, from internal to external even if the the door was open he still used the pillar, and part of the vehicle as a cover, then he moved it from that position, following the shade of the cover of the vehicle in concealment and in cover because the engine was in his side and and he he got the engine for first and the closed way. So the officer at that point, at that point was uh, uh, farther than him. And he can't use anymore the engine as a cover as, uh, for in first panel, as he did at the beginning because at the beginning why he was behind because you use the full body of the vehicle but the engine is the most solid part plus the pillars plus uh, other other hard point that you can find we are going to discuss this uh, during the uh, when the subject made a close uh, went to the engine. Uh, and control basic that space. Put the officer in disadvantage. Plus, the officer instinctively try to uh, keep more distance from the vehicle. That is something very dangerous because the more distance you put, the the more you are uncovered. Uh, you are basically in open field and easier to be uh, to be shot. Understand? Makes sense. Yeah, man.
0: That's solid. That's good stuff. It's like a push. There's a battle going on for these vehicles, man. This is good stuff. So you guys are getting some of the cheat codes you're going to get when you train with us at the Protector Symposium. Um, Man, this has been a clinic. This has been such good information. I'm going to play this last video for everyone to see what they will have an opportunity to come and join us at this event. And then uh, we will close it out. Boom. Rome. So you guys, that was actually the driving video that we have another course happening at the symposium. Nonetheless, Protector Symposium 5.0 is among us. We have uh, Craig Douglas, Sawman, who's going to be here, Kawa 2 Alpha. We've got Ed Calderon. We've got Raul Martinez. And then we have the infamous Instructor Zero, who we've been working with here today. Man, This was such an easy episode because I got to just sit back and you were hammering. It was a clinic. Uh, There was so much good. It was chewy, man. This is one that you could watch a few times. So thanks so much. Um, It's an honor and a privilege. And I hope you guys will come and join us September 16th, 17th, and 18th at this event in Tucson, Arizona.
1: Yeah. And absolutely. What we are going to cover in uh, my part in my section we are going to see we're going to cover a lot of information about vehicles about uh, something that could be useful not only in a fight with a vehicle or inside a vehicle but also in a daily life if you to escape very fast from a vehicle if you need maybe for other needs because you have the need to escape from a vehicle at the same time uh, to cover the, all the safety of the safety, um, uh, sorry,
0: safety measures.
1: In the safety measures, yeah, the, uh, that uh, are built because you know vehicles are not built for you. So this is the point. So everything can protect you while you are driving a vehicle from a car incident or any other. Uh, risk uh, related of driving is something that can kill you if you need to use a vehicle to fight or fight inside the vehicle or from inside, from internal to external or around the vehicle. Why? Because are not built for that. Also, technology but the devices we have inside the vehicle as hardbacks, uh, seat seatbelts are uh, as many other uh, system, electronic system we have in the vehicles, think about, and you know you know perfectly this, one time if you need to do a J-turn, or a J-turn reverse, or uh, when everything was, when you have a manual shift, uh, clutch and everything, was way easier. Now, with the modern vehicles, if you are going to try to touch the handbrake, <laughs> nothing happened. There is a little light that a purse like Dumb, is not <laughs> coming to press the button. Yep, <laughs> true. <laughs> and when you have automatic shift, if you need to go from drive from the rear one, if you don't do it in the proper way, the shift goes in protection. So cut out your order. And this is and if you need to do it very fast, it's a big problem. So, you know, which is the problem with the vehicle courses? The mm. problem related with the vehicle training and firearms is the way that we want to approach vehicles. Because, first of all, we don't want to go for real in a vehicle. What means? Normally, when you do a vehicle course or... Uh, the, uh, if you... a uh, vehicle uh, clause, uh, quarter yeah. or, or depending about how you want to call uh fighting model vehicle, whatever is the acronym, yeah. the concept is the same. If you are going to match firearms, reaction vehicles on the range, normally what you find on the range are, uh, are not really vehicles, are pieces of steel that have 2 million holes everywhere Nothing in function inside a vehicle. And the only things you learn is as soon something happened, I need to shoot. I draw out my gun, I pass up through my steering wheel, I shoot in front of me, boom, boom, boom. Then I open the door, shoot from the delta, running back, shoot from the back. Period. This is the vehicle course in the in the best case scenario. In the worst, you can have three, four guys as a civilians that react in a full gear from a vehicle. Now, I, tell, I want to ask you, on the statistics side, when this ever happened, that you have four civilians in full gear with rifles and pistols that react as a team from a vehicle in our cities? Never. I didn't <laughs> hear one case, but we, do, we still do that kind of course. Why? Because they need, no, because we make money on selling that kind of course cuz it's cool. But, but yep. it's, it's cool because you know if we say hey come to learn vehicle stuff inside a classroom where I can explain for 3 4 hours just the ballistic of the vehicle ah oh, that's not cool. That is not something that can call people on the course. That's the reality of things because people right. don't want to learn, want to have fun. But right. we don't as a professional we don't provide fun. We provide right. knowledge, information. That might confidence, be the real information. Mm-hmm. So think about this. Okay, very few things. 96, 98% of people are right hand dominant, right? So this means that they carry the firearm on the right, on the right side, or in happenings, in the middle. But they're going to use facing the, to the right, way yeah. with the right hand, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Good. If you have a uh, left driving like we have in, in Europe or not in all part of Europe in UK they have it's not anymore inside the European community but is in in the in the area they have uh, right driving but uh, we have left driving right so where let's say that worst case scenario because it's something that's Normally, rule number one, you need to exit from the vehicle. as soon the vehicle is a stocked vehicle, you don't have if you try to react from internal to external, it could happen It's not something that we need to avoid completely because it makes not depend on us. don't need to fight from the front seat. It's the worst case scenario we can <laughs> face. We need to exit from the fucking box as soon as we can. For sure, losing time shooting from internal to external. <laughs> but if we can, if we need, then let's say if we shoot and then we can move with a vehicle, or we need to, let's say we are driving an automatic shift. Okay, something happen. We need to draw the gun immediately and shoot immediately. Cool. Now, if we need to exit, we have two problems. One, we to remove the seatbelt. Second. If we remove our foot from the brake, the vehicle is going to move. Try to exit from a moving vehicle with a gun, in your, with a firearm in your hand, you just shot. But you you already used your firearm, so your level of stress is super high. And where is the back of the seat In Which side?
0: Right next to you.
1: Yeah, but on which side?
0: Your left side.
1: No. Your the right back.
0: side. Ah, uh, the, the buckle.
1: The buckle of the seatbelt is uh, on the yes.
0: right Yes.
1: It's on the right side. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, everything is in, but in your right hand, you have a firearm. So with your firearm in your hand, you should put the shift here or here, or in parking or in neutral. Otherwise you have a moving vehicle and you need to remove the backhoe of your seat belt. So if this happened with your gun in your hand, that you already shot some rounds, I don't know how many people that are going to do so easy and without shoot uncontrolled, without making uncontrolled shot during the action.
0: There's a lot going on with this hand. There's a whole lot going on.
1: On the range, if you don't use a real vehicles, you don't know that it's easy to remove. If a vehicle is a stocked vehicle, no engine, no issues with a shift, no issues with the movement, it's just a piece of steel where you need to remove a safety belt, a seat belt and open a door. This is the only two action you have to do. is way easier than the reality. And... Why, instead of put inside the vehicle another three ninja, you don't put a baby with the seat or your wife and your wife, yeah, <laughs> sitting next to you? Again, show me your tactics now. Show me how good you are of having your baby that is linked with the seatbelt, you are a dragon, a monster, removing all the stuff because you train it with a rifle from a vehicle. Now show me the tactic with your baby, which is your priority? Because this is what can happen in a daily life. Except if you are alone, you don't have family, you're sure that you're going, you don't have, even your friend, your girlfriend or your boyfriend, whatever. Or your client, your client could be sitting behind you, you're driving (laughs) them. That's another case, a professional side, but you know, we want always to analyze the easy ones and people, they don't realize that it's way easier for a special 14 team to get from a vehicle than a civilian with a kid on, on the on the back seat. Yep. Understand?
0: And 100%. Because it's
1: something that they need to take care. Do you know that in some places, you need to be very fast removing the, your baby because they're going to start your vehicle with the baby inside. They don't care.
0: And they don't care and they don't have social security numbers and no one's gonna find them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Understand? So there are different priorities in the base of the criminal, the criminal dynamics you need to face, in the base of the environment where you live, and the base of your daily life, in the base of your job, in the base of who you are. But if you carry a fire, I mean you talk about vehicles, you need to be real. If you don't know how it works the ballistic filter you have around you, if you don't understand that there are specific priorities, stupid things. Everybody <laughs> shoot the steering wheel. Do you, can you explain me why I need to ex, to shoot straight on my in front of me on the steering wheel? There is no sense on this. Not logical sense. There is no logic on this, and I explain you why. For two reasons. One there is a something in front of me that is called airbag. If something happens, if a vehicle bumped me from the back and I hit another vehicle, or if even the criminals bump me on the front and the airbag goes on, is a charge. And I'm shooting right <laughs> in front of the airbag. <laughs> so, why? And second point, I'm going to break the windshield that is exactly in front of me. If I'm going to be... Again, in dynamic condition, if I break the contact, I can, I can be able to escape with a vehicle. I'm going to have a lot of holes in front of my face that can produce a lot of sharpness. So why I need to shoot in front? When I draw the gun, I need to do this instead to do this and go a little bit on the side, avoiding the airbag, having more vis- more field of view. My, uh, my FOV is going to be wider and I'm more protected because I'm lower, I'm more protected uh, from the engine. Engine, yeah. And I'm going to break a portion of the windshield that is out of my axis, but people still shooting in front of the steering wheel. Where all (laughs) their visibility is. I wish someone that can give me a logical
0: explanation. (laughs) (laughs) Good to go, man, ladies and gentlemen. Instructor Zero, man. This is gonna be a real deal course. This is gonna be a real deal course, man. I I'm so excited. I mean, the amount of times you've blown my mind just having this conversation here, you know. Oh man, the amount of people, you know, shooting it right in front of blinding themselves essentially and dealing with all this stuff. This is good, man. I can't wait to see you here in September uh 16, 17, 18, sir. It's yeah. gonna be amazing.
1: Aaron.
0: Yes, sir. Well, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. Like you, know, you know, the uh, with uh, the Ecclesiastes verse, with much wisdom comes much sorrow. I, I think maybe sometimes when we see some of these things, but together we're gonna we're gonna give people some real high quality training. So if you guys haven't, go to protectorsymposium.com. Get your tickets. I put the uh, link in the comments. And these were some knowledge bombs going down here. This was a clinic. So we look forward to it.
1: And it's going to be the only vehicle course I will do in the United States until 2023, 2023.
0: Outstanding. The only
1: vehicle course he's doing in the yeah. United
0: States till 2023, y'all. So get after it. We have spots. We have space left. And uh, it will be an honor. Thank you so much. And Thank
1: you, Byron. Byron, uh, as I said at the beginning, you are really a, a good human being. That's very important. I'm happy. And I, I felt this since the first time I met you at the shop. You know, there are people that I don't know how to explain, but there are different kinds of professionals in this industry. And believe me, I met a lot of them. I met some super cool special first guy that probably I don't put them in charge even to go to buy... A lunch at McDonald's and I met some very simple men and women that I could put my life in, in their hands anytime. This to tell what? To tell that there are many kind of professions. There are professionals that they point on money, on business. Everything is really accepting. No emphasis, no passion. Passion is the engine. You have a lot of passion and you're a good man. Thank you. You. And you are professional. That's not because, but again, the most important value is the human being that is behind the professional. You know? I mean so. you can buy, man. The, everything else you can buy. But how you are like a man is not something that you can buy.
0: It's, it's something that's earned, man. And it's a journey too. It's a stinking journey. Is it isn't because of once upon a time going to war and once upon a time. Anyways, this stuff means the world to me, man. It's the most important things. And I think that's why we gravitated towards each other because I saw the same thing in you. And I was like, you know what? We'll just be over here <laughs> and enjoy our time. So it's an honor.
1: So thank you for the, this opportunity. I want to greet everybody. Uh, it's only one hour, one hour, 53 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've been going, man. So it's been good. All right, you guys, go to protectorsymposium.com. We will see you at the event. Boom! Yeah,
1: you in Tucson, be sure yeah. to clap your ass 100%. <laughs> be sure to be there. It's a, a really unique opportunity. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for your time. I hope that I didn't. Uh, that's your balls to match, but, you know, there are a lot of things to cover. So I always fight. That's Byron, see you soon. Let's keep in touch.
0: That's the passion. Boom. This is my MCK. There are many like it, but this one is mine. If you've got a firearm sitting around, a pistol that you are not doing anything with, get an MCK. They make them for every single model. If you want a micro conversion kit that will turn your handgun into a force multiplier, get one, man. They are ultra affordable. CAA MCK micro conversion kits are the changing the game, y'all. So if you don't have one, you need to get one. Get one. Your women, children, people that are less physically potent will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. You will be able to fire your firearm to farther distances with more accuracy. I wanna get one of these into the hands of 100,000 more protectors this year because ultimately we are only as good as the things, the nation is only as good as its protection. Your home is only as safe and as good as your ability to protect it. MCK, go get one. Drop your handgun in, take it to the next level. Out. Boom. Yo, if you're a private security professional wanting to take your game to the next level, go to executiveprotectiontrainingday.com to check out my personal success package for private security professionals. Check it out, executiveprotectiontrainingday.com. And remember, y'all, hard skills do save lives, but soft skills get you paid. Boom. Boom, and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what